Avenue, you know what that sound means. This is another KG and Fifth Wheel Wildcat podcast. Thank you very much for listening, as always. Let's get right into it. What's on your brain, sir? I got two grades. She's right on the top. God dog it. If you can't, you don't understand social media, don't get on it. And what are you referring to, Wildcat? Retweeting, retweeting is fine if you understand what retweeting is. But that government, check your sources. Don't be just throwing stuff out there, yeah, dug it, and hoping it, it, it stick on the wall. If you ain't sure, especially when you're supposed to be the beat writer for the league in this area, you need to know what's going on. Don't be just throwing stuff out there, yeah, dug it, and you don't know what the hell going on. That bothered me the other day. And for those not knowing what the Wildcat is fired up about, uh, it all ties into what we're going to talk about, obviously, during this installment of this podcast. It'll be your show today. KG and Fibber Wildcat. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. But Friday morning slash afternoon, a writer for the Orange County Register in California tweeted that uh, name by her name, his or her name, I'm not sure, Janice Carr, tweeted that Dwight Howard was expected to make his announcement Friday, later that day Friday. I had people ask me who was uh, Janice Carpet. I retweeted it while I was working. So day in the 5th, I was working in the office, I retweeted it. But I knew who Janice Carpet was because I checked out who it was. I, I appreciate that. I had folks really ask me who was Janice Carpet, so I had to reply back saying who Janice Carpet was. About 30 minutes later, because obviously everybody's running with that uh, tweet, uh, Janice Carpet ret- then tweeted, oh, never mind, I scratched that. An announcement is not expected today. Uh, no need to have uh, a stakeout this weekend regarding Dwight Howard. All the media, B-Riders, Bacon, everybody retweeted her the initial tweet, and Wildcats perturbed <laughs> that, that no research was done further to see if, if that was legitimate uh, news. But right into it. Ultimately, Dennis Clark was proven correct because... Friday night, after calling the Dallas Mavericks, the Atlanta Hawks, the Golden State Warriors, and finally, facing up the Lakers, finally, he called Mitch Kupchak first, before, because the plane had not arrived yet for them to meet face-to-face, so he called Mitch Kupchak and informed him, meaning Dwight Howard, called and told Mitch that Dwight picked the Rockets, so the Lakers... So I issued a press release stating we'd like to, we have been informed that Dwight wouldn't have decided not to become a Laker, not to stay a Laker. We wish him best of luck, et cetera, et cetera. That statement, I wrote that blog post uh, Friday night, and then moments later, Dwight Howard put on Twitter that he had indeed chosen the Houston Rockets. Everybody's euphoric. Well, you're euphoric. I don't care. <clears throat> I think it's going to be great, a lot of fun to cover. Cover the Rockets, can cover him. Be a lot of fun, a lot of people buying it'll be, tickets. It'll be interesting. I will say that. That's how uh, I'm going to put it. Well, a lot of females will be buying tickets. We're not going to get into that, sir. <laughs> okay. We're not going to get into that because I just shake my head at that, that that bit of information. But if, well, for those anyone wondering what we're talking about, just Google, they are, they, just they Google, are, Google they, Dwight Howard and baby, but, baby mamas. But they are just buying tickets. They are buying uh, yes, tickets. no question. Because they're, they're, apparently they're buying them so much so quickly that the Rockets had to basically redo their ticket website as to buying tickets either on an individual or season ticket holder type situation where only the state of Texas uh, zip code will be allowed to, to grasp 
whatever tickets are bound for. And they hadn't said as much, but I presume that would be pretty much a limit on what you can buy, um, how many you can buy at one at, at one uh, uh, one city. I would assume so. They're trying to limit the uh, what they call the third the third third party party people from buying them. So yeah, I'd, I'd assume that's going to take place. Let's get right into it. I did not email you this, but earlier today, you can go to my uh, go to my Facebook page, whatever. I just reposted it. I wrote a commentary, my thoughts on Mr. Howard's decision to pick the Rockets. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I'm, I t- my take was a little different than us. A lot of people saying, you know, obviously Rocket fans, Rocket organization, the Rockets flagship station are ecstatic and euphoric over Dwight picking the Rockets. And then on the other side, you have Kobe basically telling Dwight good riddance. Laker fans telling Dwight good riddance, we'll help you pack uh, media, LA media, criticizing Dwight for his indecision, his his inability to uh, have a killer instinct. That's one of my takes in my commentary. Is that Dwight Howard doesn't have a killer instinct? You and I talked about that. Yeah. Dwight Howard doesn't have that mental maturity to be the man to lead a team to a championship. Rocket fans don't want to hear that. Rocket. Apparently, some folks in the Houston media don't want to acknowledge that fact either. Point blank, this will be his third team in three seasons. The way he left Orlando was crazy. Has not been forgotten. Should not be forgotten. And he had something to say. And it's like Rocket folks don't even acknowledge how he, how he left the Orlando Magic. Then he's, he, and remember, he initially wanted to go to Brooklyn. Yeah. He, he didn't want to go to the Lakers. He wanted to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn told him. was nothing. They, I mean, they weren't yeah, superstar team. They weren't an elite team. They weren't a championship caliber team. They weren't one step away from being a championship contender. But that's the team he picked. So all these things, what brought about Dwight and his people, brought upon himself with the indecision, how he handled the situation in Orlando, one and opted out of become a free agent, changed his mind, against Stan and Gundy fired. No, I like Stan. Oh, do I like Stan? Yes, I do, but I don't. You know, whatever. That's one part of it. <clears throat> How he's handled the situation with the Lakers. Kobe supposedly, Dwight said it differently, supposedly was said in the interview, in, excuse me, in the presentation that they had earlier this week, that Kobe told Dwight, let me teach you what it takes to be a champion. Dwight said Kobe didn't really say that. Other folks in the meeting said that's exactly what Kobe said. Was that, well, let me ask, I don't mean to interrupt you, but was that before he did, when he first got there, as far as... Don't tell him what, uh, what point it was said. Well, I, I'm going to just, just, not being in the meeting, not knowing when it was said, I'm going to just reference that as part that, that had to be mentioned when he first got there, because he had no clue about what it meant to to, to be a champion, what kind of work it entailed, what needs to be done as far as leadership, you know, what responsibilities and all. COVID finally understood that. And was willing to pass the torch away, but I go back to what I've said for a while, and I'm gonna stay there. He didn't want responsibility. Even the big fella said as much. I'm glad you said that, sir. The big fella, the big fella understood from day one. Going to LA meant putting his name up in up on there, up on there. the the banners. Putting another banner in the, in the building, making the the, the the old heads all happy. Doctor Bus, Magic, Kareem, we 
built, he wanted his name out on the walls, out of a statue. He wanted to be his town and his city. Why is it that, for whatever reason, Dwight Howard hadn't figured that out yet? Because somebody mentioned something yesterday in a, in a little twerp. I don't get it. He loses a game and all he's got is smiles on his face. He makes a mistake. He just turns around, rolls his eyes, throws his head back, kind of looks off in the, in, the, in, the, in the distance, and then takes off running down court. It's, and I, and what, you, are, you are touching on things that are in my basketball thought, my commentary on the, on my website. Link to it on HoustonRoundBarReview.com. You can go to it. You can see what I said. I referenced numerous articles with quotes, statements from other writers who covered Dwight in L.A. And covered it. Quote from Shaq yesterday, quote, the Dwight Howard thing, it was expected. We've all been in L.A. and not a whole lot of people can handle being under the bright lights. Everybody wants to do it, but when you get there, there are certain pressures. I think it would save him to go to a little town like Houston. That's right, little town, I said it. End quote. That's Shaq taking a dig at Houston. I don't know what he has against Houston. Well, I do know what he has, but I'm going to get to that. Yeah, that brings back to <laughs> other memories about me and the choices I made back in the day. Yeah. Just to say Shaq and I could, could have become road dogs if so things would have gone different, found a different path. Next, Arash Markazi of ESPNLA.com added an article he wrote. O'Neill accepted the challenge. Howard ran from it. His introductory news conference last year should have been the first hint that Howard wasn't the right fit for the Lakers. He used the word fun about 50 times while uttering the word championship only once. And then my part to take on that was, personally, Howard's 50-to-1 ratio of fun to championship isn't a, a ringing endorsement of Howard's desire to win an NBA title. You agree with that, Wildcat? I agree with that. Because uh, his introduction and his statement was totally different even than what Tracy said when he first got here. He was all about winning championships. At least he tried to. He put an effort toward it. But Dwight Howard hadn't showed not one lick that that is the bottom line for him. We'll all be waiting with bated breath come Wednesday when it officially supposedly gets done. And he becomes a Houston Rocket and he signs a four-year $88 million contract rather than the five-year $118 million contract. Now, now, $18 million difference. Go ahead. Is it, is, now, is this a four-year guarantee? Is it a three-year nope. and then a half? Or Got option after the third year. Okay. Player option after the third year, which will give him a chance to make up the money that he lost by not signing with the, re-signing with the Lakers. Uh, well, but we stuck then. Let me say this. If we, st- if we are stuck. Let me say this. Because I won't believe it until, it, until Wednesday get here. And I won't be just standing around waiting. Thanks to Darren Ravel of uh, Sports Business and ESPN.com as well. He has an article, which I also linked into this commentary. So I'm very proud of this work I did today. I'm pretty thorough. <laughs> I, did this, you, you, this I knew it was going to be your day because so, uh, this, this pro stuff, especially the truth be told, because I got quotes from Dwight Howard spoke to uh, HoopsWorld.com, which is a huge, hugely popular and successful, very well-run website, basketball website. To contradict or to counter what you just said about the man's will to win. Really? From Dwight says, quote, 
Really? I want to win. Nothing else matters win. other than winning. Win. I don't think anybody would have ever walked away from $30 million, but I want to win. But yeah, just walking away was tough. I was walking away from 6 million fans. I was walking away from a storied franchise. All that makes it tough and makes it really, really big risk. I learned a lot from a situation in Orlando, though when I was afraid to walk away because I didn't want to hurt people. I was afraid to leave because everything seemed like it was great, but now I'm doing what's best for Dwight. People are going to be mad and upset either way, so I'd rather be happy. I must be happy playing basketball rather than upset doing what everyone wants me to do. End quote. Really? Next, L.A. Times has a quote from your man, D12. It's a big sacrifice leaving $30 million. Really, really a big sacrifice. But I want to win a championship, and I want to get back to being the person who I am. Here it is, who I am, and have some fun and enjoy playing basketball. And I think that's what I'll find in Houston. End quote. Is that word fun again? Fun. Well, already, and this is upset the apple cart, the double-double, the, the workhorse center that they have now, folks don't appreciate him that much. Oh, man, I think he's already said, well, he, he said Friday that he wants to be traded. Friday night, the Rockets and, and were reported saying they wanted, were interested in dealing. Saturday, they, 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 they kind of they want, that, want that to work. It's going to be interesting what practice looks like. So we'll uh, see. At some point, I think only Oshik will be traded. Trade. Oh, yeah. It is but it'll be doing February this. deadline, yeah. At some point, he'll be traded. But they, somebody wants to – if you want to find out what you got, you got one bad player, you got one guy coming in wanted to, uh, that's going to be just handed a job. It's almost like in high school. The coach picks the, uh, picks the captain of the team, and the rest of the team just kind of like sits there and looks at it. Like, he's going to be quarterbacking? Really? That's really – fellas, I don't know about that. You know, it's. I, I think it should be earned. Are you questioning Dwight Howard's fortitude? Because Omar has basically said, I intend on finding out if he got in his stones quick because I played healthy last year for the first time in a long while. I got a double-double. We got to the playoffs, and I think I can get that done. Okay, they're bringing in this guy that everybody's all calling Superman. I'm going to find out if he got any. Okay, we'll see. Touch on two things. I didn't go into details about this. I mentioned a few minutes That's ago about, we the, about the money. So, yeah, this is the KGM Pistol Wildcat Podcast. This is the Dwight Howard edition of the <laughs> okay. KGM Pistol Wildcat Podcast. Um, Dwight Howard's not really giving up $30 million by leaving the Lakers. Howard will net more money from the four-year $88 million contract he'll sign with the Rockets compared to the money he signed with the Lakers. Why? State income taxes. Yep. Texas had no state income tax, while California has a state income tax of 13.3% for a single person earning more than $1 million per year. Ultimately, Dwight will net net about $2 million in a deal with the Rockets compared to the, he would, with the deal he could have signed with the Lakers. So it all goes out in the wash right there. Yep. You talked about the man's health. You said Omer Asher was healthy last year. Dwight Howard wasn't. You are correct, sir. Dwight Howard, this is the thing that gave me pause. My initial reaction to everybody being all giddy about Dwight Howard joining, joining, thank you, joining the Rockets. I haven't heard Jack mention about that locally in the media, but that's why we're here. And set folks straight and let people remind people about certain things that other folks don't even want to acknowledge. And I'm going to let that go because we're not a doctor. But one thing we know. 
We know we look at it when you say that on the floor and all that. Yeah, that night. Okay. Leading right into more of my commentary. Folks, I'm telling you, this is one of my proudest works here. You need to go to the HoustonRonBarbie.com website and read the basketball for thought. It's the first one I've done in months. Uh, so I was inspired today by Dwight Howard in this situation. And it's not um, it's not a take. It's not a shot at Dwight Howard. Right. It's my opinion on certain things that some folks have failed to acknowledge. And it's just and, my, and this is, I this just is, have issues. I yeah, just this have this issues. is one thing. I just have basketball issues. My opinion. doubts on I, I mean, you and I have talked about the doubts in previous podcasts about Dwight's competitive desire and his maturity. But my doubts seriously are about his health and his recent injury history. You touched on it. He had back surgery. Back surgery ain't no joke. I don't care if it's 2013 no. or 2050. It's and, still no joke. As somebody that has, has been through, uh, had that, uh, not so much, but back therapy, I'll put it like that because for my bicycle riding, but folks, that ain't no joke. Exactly. That is no joke. That's a long. That's long term. And tell you this, <clears throat> he had a five and a half inch mass removed from a nerve, which is causing his back, his back problems. Wow, that's a big sis. You didn't know that, did you? No. Nah. I read that. I found out that this morning. Oh. Link to that article as well. I'm telling you. You talk about folks not doing the research and those audio tweets. I did my research before I put this together. I'm glad you did because I'm going to tell you, I'm just, I just got issues today. And then, for, to combine the back surgery, he had the torn labrum in his right shoulder. Sure. did that in January. That still hasn't healed yet. It, it was only in May, two months ago, that it was determined that he wouldn't need surgery to repair the, the labrum. So he's still recovering from that. So do some rehab, drinking the soda, etc. But, it once it's torn, if it doesn't have surgery to, re- to repair it, it's probably the chances of it re-injuring are pretty high without the surgery. So it don't tell him that he could re-injure that labrum at some point this season during his contract. And in the process, now, either you have surgery or the doctor tells you don't work. That means you're sitting and gaining you sitting around, you may be doing other things, but you still gaining weight because you're not working out. Right. And the surgery, if you would have had it, if it were required, would take about six months rehab. So, if at Hopefully. some point, if it did, that's a, you know, that's a guess, prognosis. So, at some point, if that is necessary, then you could, the Rockets could be without his services for six months, a season, whatever. I mean, that's just devil's advocate stuff dealing with his health. And it's ironic the Rockets seem to be so eager to sign him despite these health questions based on who was that big man who they just had who had to retire because of foot problems? Uh, Yao Ming. Yeah. Hello. They, they, they're... And we let... And and the sad part about that is as much as folks talk about y'all's, you know, situation and everything, on bad feet, he lasted, what, close to 10 years in his mm-hmm. league. The same amount of time off of Bill Walton mm-hmm. so, and Larry Bird. And no one questioned his, his, his desire fortitude. and his fortitude. At all. Now, some folks, some Americans, who questioned him because he being from China and not having foreigners. And they, 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 got, they, they got issues with foreigners coming over here playing. Well... Mind you, Chris and I have both seen foreigners play, some real foreigners play basketball. They come in and kick some butt. Yes. 
Now, what you're saying, so those injury concerns with Yao Ming, yet the Rockets still were eager and gung-ho to sign a man like Dwight Howard coming off back injury and shoulder problems. So that gives me pause right there. Now, we, I talked about this last week. We talked about it. You talked about it from a Kevin McHale perspective. I talked about it from a James Harden perspective. Now, what is Dwight Howard going to do when James Harden gets in his ass? This is our podcast. I say that. Gets in his ass. I said in the podcast. Now, apparently, that was also the scuttlebutt what has been floating around the NBA. Adrian Wojnarowski with Yahoo Sports, the NBA insider, beat writer, NBA writer, does his job. Wrote in today's, he wrote an article today, quoting, saying, folks had discussed, tossed around to try to badmouth Rockets' presentation that Dwight was told that James Harden would be another Kobe in his life. It came from a lot of people, but never from Dwight's mouth. So that means, clearly, I know what the hell I'm talking about because some folks envision James Harden being like another Kobe and getting in, in Dwight's grill about his work ethic, his having fun, and not putting in the work and the time to win a championship. So add all those things together, his, his recent injury problems, his wanting to have fun, his all those things. What Dwight Howard are the Rockets getting? Which one? How to, exactly, which one? And, and, and is he the happy, healthy Dwight? Is he, is he the depressed, injured Dwight? Is he the mo- not non-motivated Dwight? Because at some point, he's making more money than James Harden. At some point in these four years, well, three years, say three years, because yeah. I thought it was the third year. In three years, if James Harden's putting up better numbers, it's going to be the stink. Busting his behind more, and he believes that Dwight is not earning his paycheck. Yeah. It's going to be some stink. Some, the stuff went to fan. Because that would, because Harden's contract would be up at the same time, wouldn't it? He signed, uh, I think, a five-year deal, so yeah, possibly. His option time will be, will be coming around about the same time with the three. Mm, well, he may have to do research. His option may be after the fourth year, which will be a year after Dwight's year, I think. We can look at that and figure it out. Yeah. But, but it's possible. Now, the other issue I have, why are the Rockets scuttling around in the middle of the night trying to recruit somebody? What what the hell is that all about? What are you, what are you saying, sir? You didn't, you didn't like I mean, that's, that, that's the seventh time they went after this guy. In the middle of the night, and he thought that was okay. He thought it was okay. Well, that's, that's what teams do. It, it they they uh, recruit. They they are the first person to be on that doorstep to let them know uh, how much we want you. Really? That's that's how they on, a, on professional level. That's how you gonna handle it. Exactly. That's well put. Because because I look I at mean, other like teams it. do it. Hell, the Pistons do it. They did it with Josh Smith, and they agreed to do it yesterday on Saturday. They were at Josh Smith's door. Sign. They were at Josh Smith's door at one minute after their uh, twelve one. So in the first, when teams can have contact with the free agents, right. the Pistons were at Josh Smith's door just as the Rockets were at Dwight Howard's door. So it happens all over the league, and apparently it ha- it carries weight with the free agents. Wow, this this team really has interest in me. Really cares about me joining their team. But nonsense. All the player wants to know is how am I going to fit into your team. And how much you gonna pay me? That's a nutshell, right there. And, and because I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm well, me personally, I'm approaching from a business man. 
that's just what I'm going to look at. You know, what, what's going to be the best fit for me? What's going to be, you know, how much, what's going to be the value of the dollar and all that I'm getting on my paycheck? That's it. That's the only thing I'm going to be concerned with. That other stuff about, you know, the hoopla and everything, and it's going to be, uh, I ain't going to be concerned with that. Because when I show up, it's going to be time to go to work. Peace. And James Harden signed an extension with the Rockets, so he signed, so he had a year left on his original rookie contract. Okay. So he got five years, so he'll be here after the white outside of his contract for sure. Which definitely makes it even more interesting, realistic that if Dwight, if James Harden believes Dwight is not carrying his his, earn his paycheck, he's going to let him know. So we'll see how that is all handled. I'm not a killjoy. First of all, I'm not a Rockets fan. Wildcat and myself are members of the media, who and we are being objective in this situation. We are not going to just. Right. Give you some rosy, cold, rocket-colored glasses perspective on Dwight joining the team. It's going to be good for me, be good for website hits on, on HoustonRoundBarview.com for, for Dwight to, to join the, the team, the team be more interesting to cover, all those things. But I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to guarantee them a championship. Hell, they're, not, they're still not even the best team in the West. You know, they still have a shaky point guard, Jeremy Lin. They really don't have a power forward worth a damn unless they're going to make Omar Ashik a power forward, which will be their, probably their best option, but he doesn't want to be a power forward for a minutes. minute. You know, so you then what? What are they going to do then? Speaking of, what does that remind you of? What? What, what, what does that remind you of? Omar opening up his, his speaking about not playing for, power forward and Dwight Howard coming in and playing Ben Center. What does that what In the Rockets history, what does that remind you of? Ralph Sampson. And, and a king. All right. Yeah. And the coach said, I'm going to make this work. Told, told the guy that signed the check, I'm going to make this work. And we know what happened after that. That's true. Let's talk about the coach. Dwight Howard said one of the reasons he picked the Rockets was because of Kevin McHale, great low post picker man, one of the best thousand moves in the low post. He said he was taking a shot at Mike D'Antoni. He was. But uh, Kevin McHale is a, is a great big man, was a great big man as a player. Solid big man coach, Kevin McHale. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Al Jefferson really have high praise for Kevin McHale's work with them and the low post moves. But now Kevin this, McHale is an old school coach. And he, uh, he doesn't put up with crap. Thank you. He doesn't put up with, with, he doesn't put up with weakness. He doesn't put up with bad practice habits and bad work ethic. Your butt will find out real quick about him. He'll tell you point blank. This ain't fun again. This is a job. Exactly. Go to work every day. But Wildcat, Dwight says he wants to have fun. Dude, you have fun on your time. Practice time and my time. So yeah. are you saying it's possible that there could well, be... Within a week. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give him a week. I'm going to just give him a week. Because it's going to be all lovey-dovey. You, you meet all of the media beats, you know, be allowed to, to see, you know, some, some little... Twitter, Twitter, you know, pitter patter at the uh, type practice and all going on. And then this may, and Mikhail, this may be the first group that will take off and, like Rudy used to take them. <laughs> We're going off, fellas. We're going could off be. site. Yeah, could be. To, to get this done. Because y'all need, y'all need some isolation. Because y'all ain't taking this serious. So let's tie in a few other things regarding the Rockets. They found a taker for Royce White. Thank Philadelphia you. 76ers agreed to, uh, Take Royce White off the hands. Uh, the, uh, ironically, Sixers' new GM, Sam Hinkie, former assistant with the Rockets. That's why he took him on. 
uh, that's a trade. Rockets reached an agreement on Saturday with a re-signed Francisco Garcia, two-year deal, option on the second year, and forward Armie Caspi, two-year deal, option on the second year. So they're trying to shore, shore up their forward, their wing positions, and surround White with uh, three-point shooters, even though Dwight doesn't have a low post game, or they're darn yet. <clears throat> but that's why he's here, to work with Kevin McHale and hopefully Akeem Lajuan, who has already said that he's will help, but he's not gonna, on Rockets' payroll. Akeem still has his own time, his own life, so right. he'll be here when it suits Akeem's schedule. And he's already got, he's probably will, will hold a slot for him, but he ain't going to wait on it. Exactly. You know, that's, that's a king being a king. With him, it's about work every day. So we'll see um, how everything plays out. At, right now, July 7th, with Dwight Howard on the team, how many wins do you see the Rockets getting in the 13-14 season? Uh, with the squad like it is right now. Right now, which we and, and all your probably with, change. It'll probably change. But, you but right now, today, July 7th. To me, you only added one spot. One one position. You want to change that one position. Okay. Um, I see them win five to six extra more games than what they won last year. And I think it was, they won 49 games last year. So that's 55, 54, 55. Yeah, around 52 or 55 you know, wins. Only because this conference has gotten better. Yeah. You know, everybody can talk about, you know, the Lakers are the only ones that really dropped off. Everybody else. Well, excuse me. The Rockets were 45 and 37 last year, so you got them at 50, 50 wins. Yeah, 50 or 52 wins at, at, at the most. Now, in, in Van Gundy's best year was what, 55? That sounds about right. We can look it up and see. That sounds about right. And, um, Adamon was what, 53, 54? About that, yeah. About the same. So, all you did was just guarantee you getting home games in the first round. And probably finishing in probably uh four or five spot. Will they get to the conference championship round or that's the second round? Second round. Because guard play ain't changed. And and of course we're talking about the team as it is constructed as, right as, now. As it is constructed right now. As of today. So yeah. And they, they and they still doesn't have what you and I be, keep yakking about. A damn power forward. Somebody that's gonna do some grunt work like Otis Thor. They got a fast about it like that. Rockets' best record on the JBT was 52 and 30. Okay. Well, then that's it. I'm looking at 52 wins. I'll go a little higher. Still <laughs> say second round, though. Yeah. So I'll second and done. I'll go 55. They're capped out at 55. I said between 50 and 55 is, is their, their range of wins. Okay. So uh, you and I are on the same page there. They still need to do something with point guard. Patrick Beverly should play more minutes than Jeff. Then Jeremy Lin, I think everybody agrees on that right now. But this is July 7th. The team will change, better change, if they want to ultimately accomplish their goal of winning a championship. And it's interesting that all of this is going on when, and I'm throwing this in there because this is where this is our, this is where we are in the state of Texas. Football is about to get started. Yes. And Training camp starts later on this month. And everybody's all Twitter, Twitter, and all about NBA basketball and Dwight Howard coming to town. Folks, that's gonna stop real quick. It ain't gonna, he, he's got about a week. He's Especially got about a week. As long as the rock's not on TV. And that's it. That's the other thing. That's got to get resolved because now you pretty much don't have any leverage anymore. You had some when you didn't have talent. Now you got talent. You don't have leverage. 
Those folks can wait you out. They can force you to the table now. Somebody's going to break, and that's going to get done. And I don't think it's going to be the cable company. I really don't. Not now. Rockets' most wins under Rick Adelman was 55. Well, then, I'll be done. He did three games better than JVG. So there you go. And wow, they went to the uh, second round. Second round. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. That's where we are now. 55 wins. So as of today, Dwight Howard has said he's a rocket. He was signed the contract on Wednesday when the moratorium ends and all the trades and, well, we don't know if it'd be Wednesday, but should be this week <laughs> on the trades and this, everything got to be approved by the league office and salaries are, first the salary cap has to be announced with the amounts going to yeah, be, this, gotta this, be announced this, first. Okay, how is that going? Uh, with all this stuff that's going on, these guys with the big contracts and all, how is that going to relate to that all getting done, let's say within 10 to 14 days after Wednesday? Because it's got to get done before the end of the month. I should. Oh, no. As soon as the NBA announces what the salary cap is going to be for the 13-14 season, everything, the percentages will all be known. So the actual salary amounts, contract amounts will be known. So Fred Howard's deal may not be four, four years, $80 million. It'll be based on uh, the percentage of the cap that he can sign for. So if it's a little less than, than thought, and it could be $87 million or whatever. But once the cap mountain, the salary cap is known and the salary floor is known because teams now have to spend at least 85% of the cap, if not 90% of the cap starting this season. So teams have to spend money. It used to be teams could spend as little as three-fourths of the cap, 75% of a salary cap. So that was a really low floor. And that's one thing the Players Association did win in these negotiations, that teams had to spend more money of their money to be competitive. And that it takes into account why some teams are signing players who may not be worth it big dollars. Only because. Because they have to. <clears throat> wow. So. Wow. You can be 12 men on the team and get. There is, I mean, the average salary in the NBA is $5 million, $5.3 million. And you're so, sitting on that at the end of the bench. But, you know. Wow. You got veterans getting a million dollars, million dollar veteran contract. Rookies are making a little bit less. You know, it's based on year, years in the league. So it could be a little $400,000 to a 10-year vet, 10-plus years, minimum maybe $1.5 million to be in, in the league long enough. Mm-hmm. Wildcat, we're pretty much done with Dwight until folks respond to an uh, article. I already got a comment on the, my commentary. July 1st has come and gone. The American Conference, the American Athletic Association is now here. I know you're happy. You know what? HBU is now in the Southland so, Conference. And I appreciate Cougars that. are in the American. The Cougars dealing with their own problems. I'm not going to get into the specifics about this, but if if what's been reported is true, somebody screwed up, and both I'm, I'm going to just say it like this: both sides screwed up. Yeah, Michael Young has, is suing the University of Houston Athletics, uh, University of Houston, for. Uh, his contract situation uh, is basically he signed a contract May 30th and then had second thoughts after signing the contract. And once the contract rescinded, asking for uh, legal damages of, of $2,100, things like that. Um, 
But you said it very well. You said it how I'm going to say it. I am a very, very, very proud University of Houston graduate. I am a proud Cougar alum. I am disappointed how this, I'm disappointed it's been made public. I'm disappointed my young went public with this. Instead of handing this behind closed doors, I do believe both sides share blame in this situation. I want it to be resolved uh, as quickly and as quietly as possible. I don't think that's going to happen now. It's not going to happen, but the school could settle this very quickly if yeah. they wanted to. And they need to, to to lessen the PR hit that they right. have taken and, and would take if it goes to court. U of A sent out a, issued a statement after it was announced that Michael Young had filed a lawsuit with Harris County District Court. Uh, university practice is, quote, University practice is not to is to not comment on pending litigation. However, the university is looking forward to vigorously defending its actions. End quote. Basically, Michael Young was offended that, or in his his eyes, the Cougars were asking him, were paying, were going to pay him in his new contract to do nothing, to stay at home, wait by the phone for them to call to, to do community service. He's saying that it, in his mind, he felt it was against NCAA violations to receive money for not doing anything. We can get into a whole bunch of issues. And here. I, I, I'm doing research on that part, and I'm not. I'm not even going to get into all those other things. But honestly, as a Cougar alum, I may be too close to the situation. I heard things, read things yesterday. I just will remain mum on those things until more is known. But I do. I. I. I think both sides could have and should have handled this situation better. Right. And the, the quicker it is resolved, yep. the better. Yep. Enough on that. Anything on your brain besides your venting about media folks not researching well, tweets? You know, now it's in uh, college recruiting, recruiting period. Rec- rec- recruiting period. And it's sad that we don't have an event here in town worthy of, of mention. Everybody's out... Uh, they're in Dallas, Frisco area. Dallas, Frisco area on the uh, 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 girl side, and the fellas—they're all over the place. Yep. But uh, more so in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, than they are here in the state of Texas. You know, there are some big events now coming up. Uh, there are probably some this, this weekend. I wasn't able to uh, get any uh, feedback out from some folks that I normally depend on, like our guy, Mr. Hicks. Yeah, I'm calling you. I, I had everything. I had to hear from you. Cheat sheet, recruiter's cheat sheet, rcssports.com. You know, I, I normally get a, 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 at least something once a day when the days get started. Because uh, this was a, a new one on me this year. I didn't realize that they had a time factor schedule before they can start recruiting. Before the coaches can walk even on the property. Oh, yeah. I found, I saw that and I was like, what the hell? Happened something bad. Somebody screwed up real bad for that for the NCO the NC two A to put you in a time factor lockdown. You know, folks bending the rules. You know, and I, and I think that's crazy. But you know, folks are going advantage and trying to skirt the issue. That's how that how that happens. But you and I have known Hicks for years. He, he, he does a great job covering. Oh, yeah. High school, 
high school basketball, boys basketball in the greater Houston area. Go to rcssports.com for all kinds of information. He's got his rankings up for um, freshman class, class of 2014, 15, 16, et cetera, top players in each of those classes. Got some heavy-duty stuff, and it's the summer schools, the AAU rankings. I should say he also does rankings, ranks them high school team-wise as well. He puts out a magazine each fall, uh, but helps with him on the girls' side in the past, uh, the rankings and schedules. He got schedules, got, got schedules, previews, all kinds of things in there. He has a greater Houston, uh, first team, high school team. He helps out. He's a member of the, the Gabby Lewis Award Committee. He helps with the rankings of that. We put together our top 10, top 20, and top 10 finalists for the Gabby Lewis Award. As far as I know, we're going to have a, the third annual award ceremony. April 2014, uh, I think we agreed upon the Friday before the men's final for men's finals will be our date, permanent date. Look for information on my website, HoustonBrownBarview.com, on the Gatti Gavin Lewis Award fan page on Facebook, on Hicks' website, RCSSports.com, in, um, was it Invite Magazine as well. Big, uh, shout out to them for all the work they did for us in the second year putting the award and rankings out. So everything is out there. Uh, Wildcat, how can folks find you, sir? You can find me at uh, Blogspot, A-K-S-V-Z-C-S-R, uh, YouTube, A-K-S-V-Z-C-S-R, and the King Size View at uh, dot .com. The other thing, uh, speaking while we're still on the uh, NC2A, were you excited that a good man got to move up, stepped up? Brad Stevens? Brad Stevens. It was, it was a surprise. I was shocked like everybody else. You know, Especially in this day and era when everybody leaks information that nobody right. expected him to go to the Celtics. And he said, that according to the interview that he gave on yesterday morning, uh, that it all transpired within uh, two to three weeks. Which even it, it, it's, that time frame. And that's a, that's a long that's time. That's a long time for no one to leak anything. In this day and age, I didn't think that was possible. And the worst part about it is, we're talking about the Celtics. Yeah. And we know Boston has a, the, the Globe is one of the hot spots for NBA basketball. So. As information. He's got a six-year deal, six years, I think uh, $22 million for the contract. He's a numbers guy. He's, he's big on analytics. Celtics, Danny Ainge, Celtics GM is big on that right. as well. Uh, Brad Stevens. I was uh, almost taken aback by the number of articles written by the college writers who were, who were saying this is a black guy, so it's a dark day for men's college basketball. Brad Stevens is one of the good guys. But you understand why, though, don't you? Know, you? They were, like, hurt. Like, their feelings were hurt. Like, there's well, you, no other good up-and-coming young college coaches to carry the mantle besides Shaka Smart and VCU. So, like, Brad Stevens, Shaka Smart are the, oh, the only two young coaches that can carry the torch. And that's because of where they are label as far as a school and a conference that they that, that they coach in. You know, they're mid-majors, mid-level. Even though they have the players and all, they can coach up and get their guys to the fouls. They just don't. It's, it's, it, it, it bothers them when one of their, when somebody that they, look, that they put on a mantle leaves them. And folks are hoping that Shaka Smart stays 
at VCU long enough to get back. But, folks, I'm going to tell you, where Brad Stevens works at, or at least where he used to work at, his office is a lot smaller than the room we're broadcasting from. And all of his stuff is like in file cabinets stored in a, in a little corner, uh, room closets, but they get it done. And he and he's made Butler a better place, and that's what you want in life when you can take a job. You want to leave it better than you found it. And he, and he definitely and, and, did that. And once again, Butler made the choice with, within the family. Um, Matt, Bra- I'm sorry, Brandon Miller will be the new coach named at Butler. Yes. And it'll be interesting how stabilized and consistent Butler stays. Because they're now in the new Big East. And that is going to be a difference. Because of the competition. Yes. More than anything else, recruiting changes. Yes. Only because of the conference. Now, mind you, the Big East ain't the Big East from what we all know it as, but they can compete. We'll find out this first year how much they'll be able to compete. But recruiting would be, would change tremendously because now you're not just recruiting against the Drexels and the um, who else is in the Horizon Conference. Uh, well, last year, well, Creighton and and, and uh, I mean last year they were in that's Missouri Valley. Right. Um, they had moved to to uh, Soccer's Conference because right? they went they went from there to the CAA Colonial Athletic Association. Right. Then they moved to the Big East, so they had bounced. Them. This would be the, the Big East would be the third conference in three years, last three seasons. Okay. So they were, Butler's moving up, you know, they're now Fox, Fox Sports' new 24-hour channel, which I think debuts in August. So the Big East, the new Big East has a better TV deal, better teams than the old Big East, the Atlantic, um, the American Athletic Conference that the U of H is part of. The, the Connecticut Conference. That's what it's going to be. And folks, you know, that's what it's going to be. Now, especially after Louisville and Rutgers leave after this season, it'll be definitely. KG and I are definitely biding our time and waiting for basketball season to get here. We are just anticipating since this first year. Everybody will do a home and home. It's going to be interesting what this place looks like when they show up on campus. I'm looking forward to Connecticut and Gino Oriema coming to town to see. How many fans, how many butts are in the CP Hall Finals Pavilion? I want to see how well he received fines in his. No, no, no. Well, that, that's another point. He's going to laugh and keep it he, like, He's going to probably do like Calipari, Calipari did about, the, about, uh, about old tutor, yeah, Archie Court. Um, we'll see how UVA's marketing handles the defending champions. On the women's side and the men's side, because Louisville is in the American for this, this right. year only, how they promote those two appearances by those two teams to offense. Both game, both the games should be sold out. I don't care. I don't care if it's all Louisville fans filling up offense, whatever. Yeah. And for the women, if it's all Husky Nation coming to town, because right. well, we've seen Husky Nation face to face for the last ten years, women's final fours. So we used to all that. So whatever. Yeah. But offense pavilions should be sold out when the Connecticut Huskies women's team comes to town. And Louisville Cardinals men's team come to town because it's not every season do you have the defending national champions come to your place in conference. These are conference 
and it will be it will only be Connecticut's second time coming into town to play uh, play a regular season game. Last time was when Emeka was a senior. Yes, and then it came to play the rice. Play the rice. But that was that was a good crowd. <laughs> it's a great, great crowd. For, for, for a rice game, game. So, yeah. for a rice game, it was a great crowd. Um, let's see who else. Uh, what else is going on in NC two A? What's what else is on your mind today? That's that's all. I want to wrap it up like that. Uh, you, yeah, we can do that. You got my take on the White Howard with the Rockets. A little different perspective on it than uh, our other people. You got my take on have, uh, Discussed it, I got but this. that's what we do. Uh, we we give our perspective on things with our years of experience covering athletics, which is Walker's done it for how long now? More than I want to remember yeah, right now. I've done it. This will be going into my twentieth year covering basketball. Yes. So uh, we're we're since the eighties. We're, we're veterans at this. It's not like we're just some flash in the pan. Flash, you know, we're new to the game because we're not. So. Catch me on the HoustonRoundBarView.com. My YouTube channel is Houston Roundball. I'm on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. The podcast, EKG and Pippa Wildcat Podcast, are also available on iTunes. I have a men's and women's blog discussing basketball, college and pro. Tell your friends about College Sports Report, Houston Roundball Review, a king-size view. We're on the internet. We're all over the place. We're trying to do bigger, better things. We're looking forward to this coming season. Thank you, as always, for listening. Tell your friends about us. And in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more. <laughs>